Your subconscious does a good job of forcing you on an adventure in a land you've never seen before, fighting monsters in a fantasy world or uncovering a mystery in your own home. Dreams can take many shapes. There are a lot of possibilities within the vast realm of dreaming, vast like the universe. With 30 billion planets in our own galaxy and 100 billion galaxies that we can see, space is truly infinite. But it's also cold, isolated and dark, like a nightmare, filled with undiscovered places and unexplained beings. Neuron scans of the brain show the complex inner workings of what's actually happening when you think, move, or dream. These scans display the brain in a way that looks very similar to galaxies far, far away. So, what if our galaxy is the subconscious of some huge being? What if Earth is just a nightmare among the vast astral plane? I'm Charlie Conlon, and this is the nightmare I had last night. Summer, a time of warm nights, bonfires, and cold drinks. A perfect excuse to get everyone together and party. I was sitting on a couch in a living room, people all around enjoying a party, drinking and laughing. Across the house, into the kitchen, a backsliding door was open and more people were outside. The party itself was quite tame. A couple people in the corner having a deep conversation others in the kitchen drinking and excited over a game of King's Cup. I got up from the couch and walked through the house. It then occurred to me that this was my parents' house. And I was throwing the party. Hey, man. Oh, uh, hey. Have you seen Anthony? We can't find him anywhere. Sorry, no. All right. Hey, check this out. Everyone seems to be having a great time. Outside, people were enjoying a bonfire while others were sitting on the deck talking. The air was warm against my skin, like a soft hug. A slight breeze blew past with the smell of fresh grass and roses from the garden. Some people next to the deck were tapping a keg. I didn't recognize them or remember inviting them. In fact, I don't remember throwing this party. My wife approached me with a soft touch on my back. Hey. Hey. Where have you been? Uh, I was in... Come here, you gotta see this. A group of people were standing around the keg, holding someone upside down. He was about to do a keg stand, but the people were having a hard time keeping him up. What was that? Something was getting into the trash behind the shed at the back of the yard. I quietly stepped away from the party, passed through the garden, and crossed the lawn to investigate the sound. The yard was dark by the back fence. It was difficult to see. Once I was at the front of the shed, I stopped to listen. Something is definitely back there. 
I carefully walked around the tool shed, cautious to whatever was behind it. I could see feet, then legs. I saw that someone was lying on the ground, but that wasn't all. Through the darkness, I could see someone hunched over the body. It looked like a pale, skinny, naked man. It was firmly grabbing the unconscious man's head. I took a step forwards. The thing had long, tentacle-like fingers, completely smothering the man, its tendrils entering every orifice on his face, up his nose, through his ears, and penetrating his eye sockets. Stunned, I stepped back and stepped on a branch. The monster's fingers retracted quickly, like a frightened worm back into its hole. Then the thing stood to face me. The silhouette of the being was seven feet tall, the paleness of his skin almost illuminating the night. It just stood there, staring at me. I blinked, and suddenly it was gone, just like that, as if it was never there. I ran over to the body. It was Anthony. There was a grayness to his skin, and his eyes were gone. Blood pooled from the sockets and out from his nose and ears. I tried to scream, but nothing came out. His dead body, cold in the dark behind the shed. Overwhelmed, I just stood there and stared at his lifeless body. I snapped out of it and hurried back to the party to find some help. People were still standing around the fire, drinking, hanging out on this warm August night. No cares in the world. I ran over to get help, tried to explain the strange horror I just discovered. Somebody help, I... Hey, check this out. I dropped a bottle and uh, accidentally stepped on it. Listen, I... Uh, if you find my shoes, let me know. The party was more rowdy, and people were becoming sloppy. I was only gone for a second. Why is everybody so drunk? I saw Liz and pulled her aside. Liz, you have to help. Hey, there you are. Uh, someone broke a bottle, but we cleaned it up. Th that's fine. Listen. Where have you been? Liz, listen to me. Anthony is hurt, or worse. What are you talking about? He's right there. What? He looks fine to me. Anthony steps out from inside the house, smiling, healthy, alive. He walks across the deck and to the fire. I just stared at him. I didn't know what else to think. I walked over. Anthony, are you okay? Yes, I'm fine. You didn't look fine. You looked dead. You, your eyes. Relax. I, I thought... Relax. I just... Relax. Anthony's voice was smooth. My muscles loosened and the warm summer air melted over my body. I relaxed. I walked away from the fire and into the house. I grabbed a drink and sat down on the couch in the living room. For a moment, I couldn't remember where I was or what I was doing. I was just sitting sluggish on the couch. I collected myself and walked back outside. The party was still going strong and people were having a great time, but there was something I was forgetting or something I was supposed to do I couldn't remember. I joined the people sitting at the fire, enjoying the balmy summer night. Being near the fire made the night feel uncomfortably hot. Are you feeling okay? Me? Oh. Yeah, I just feel like I forgot something. You should drink some water. Hey, Anthony, grab a glass of water. Anthony? That's right, I remember what happened. Or did it happen? The shed. I ran through the yard and towards the shed and around to the back. 
there was nothing. No one. Ugh, why is this all so confusing? I headed back to the house. There was nobody left around the fire. I stood for a moment and watched the flames. Then I heard a strange noise. I surveyed the area, but I couldn't see the source of the sound. I crept around to the side. The strange yet familiar sound was getting louder. I walked along the house and stopped. Shocked at what I discovered, Anthony was standing over a girl with his hands on her head and his fingers elongated, each one entering a different part of her face, the mouth, ears, nose, and eyes, sucking the life from her body. It sounded horrible. The monster looked up at me. I could clearly see his face, and all of his human features were unrecognizable. Large, jet-black eyes, gray skin, and the clothes on his body were loose and ill-fitted. It quickly retracted its finger tentacles, then slowly rose up, not with two legs, but three, then four, then five. Numerous legs slid out from the bottom of its torso, and like it was floating, it glided away, around the house, out of sight. The girl on the ground was clearly dead. Her eyes were hollowed out and she was a skinny husk of her former self. I couldn't even recognize who it was. There was a thickness in the air like the pressure had risen. It was hard to grasp the situation. I need to call the police, get someone here to help with whatever is happening. Inside everyone was wasted and the house was crowded. I didn't bother telling anybody the whole situation was too far-fetched. Besides. Everyone seemed different, more animalistic or primal. Liz was in the living room and approached me. Liz, hey, I just need to get to the phone. Relax, have a drink. I can't, I'm... What are you worried about? There's something going on. Hold on, there's Brittany. I've been looking for her. What? Across the party, the girl from outside had just walked in the front door. Like Anthony, she was healthy and alive. Was I losing my mind? The office was empty. I shut the door and picked up the phone and dialed 911. What was happening out there? I hung up the phone and opened the door. Everyone was looking across the room towards the stairwell, smiling and cheering. I maneuvered through the crowd. I don't remember this many people being at the party. At the front of the room was Brittany, the girl from outside. She was with a man I had never seen before. They were both smiling and teasing the crowd. She opened the door to the stairwell, and they both went up. I hurried through the horde of people packed in my parents' house. Where were all of these people coming from? I grabbed the doorknob and opened the stairwell door. All of the lights were off. I stepped on the first step, then someone grabbed my shoulder and stopped me. It was Anthony. Hello. Where are you going? Get off of me. Relax. No. Relax. It is time to relax. I felt calm. Calm, like I was drifting off to sleep. Anthony stared into my eyes soothingly. His hand still on my shoulder. I couldn't move. I could feel his finger elongating, slowly moving up to my ear. Despite the huge amount of people in the house, no one seemed to notice. Suddenly, someone bumped against my back and knocked me forwards. I snapped out of the trance and looked up, and Anthony was gone. The house was packed, shoulder to shoulder. Everyone was smiling, clueless. Brittany emerged from the stairs with a man. 
They both looked right at me with no expression on their faces. Then simultaneously, they said, Relax. Relax. Again, I was drowsy, and in an effort to get away, I stumbled into the sea of people. I shoved hard through the group, navigating my way through. The room's floorboards were bowing under the pressure of all these people. Forcing my way through, I opened the back door and fell outside. I breathed in deeply, inhaling the warm air. It felt good. For a moment, the reality of the situation had melted away. The pressure outside was still high. It felt like a storm was coming. But the sky was clear and the stars were out. That sound again. It was coming from the rose garden. It was different than the other noises. No one was around, so I cautiously walked over. The air was humid and thick, and the air smelled horrible. Thorn-covered branches jetted out in every direction. I carefully maneuvered my way around the sharp sticks. The smell was getting worse. I came to a clearing, and directly in front of me was a large, skin-colored, opaque blob. It was pulsating, and in the center was a red light that was blinking on and off. This thing was moving like it was breathing. Then, suddenly, it started rapidly growing larger and larger. I stepped back. The flesh blob started to spread out, quickly forming what looked like a dog. No, a human. Lying on the ground in a fetal position was a man. Amazingly, now fully dressed. He stood and looked up. In the sky, large, thunderous clouds began to roll in, quickly blanketing the sky in gray. The city lights lit the clouds, making it slightly brighter outside. The monster's neck was long and looked wet. In the sky, a magnificent display of red, purple, and blue lights moved through the clouds. By the sheer size of the structure, it was clear what I was witnessing. A ship. I backed away from the aliens. They seemed focused on the sky, so I was free to escape, unnoticed. I hurried over to the house, and Liz was standing on the porch. Liz, we have to get out of here. What is wrong? There's something wrong with these people, and look in the sky. Wrong. Nothing is wrong. You need to relax. What? Relax. Just relax. Suddenly... The entire party was looking through the open back door. Then, all at once, the entire party began to chant. Relax. 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 Liz slowly moved towards me, tendrils for hands, multiple limbs coming from her torso, repeating the mantra with the rest of them. I fell to my knees, my eyes were heavy, and my vision was blurry. I leaned back and laid down, looking straight up into the sky, the lights shining bright directly above me now. The grass was cold, the party gathered around me, each of them tall and skinny, with the strange hands. My eyes slowly shook. Then I woke up. Dreams and nightmares sometimes feel alien to us. 
spawning in a foreign place, unsure of where we are or what we are supposed to be doing. We either roll with the punches and see where the experience takes us, or we desperately try and awake from the terror created by our own mind. To break down my nightmare, I'll start from the beginning. In this nightmare, I was throwing a casual party. What is strange is it was at my parents' house, or the house I grew up in. Even stranger, it seemed at first that I didn't even know where I was or that I was the one throwing the party. It was as if I walked in on other people having a party at my house without my knowing and I just happened across it. To dream of a party might indicate that you need to improve your social skills. If you feel uncomfortable at a party or aren't having a good time, this could mean that you are feeling insecure and you feel that you are having a hard time proving to people that you can relate to them. In this case, I was in the house I grew up in. The house has a deep connection to me because of the 18 years I spent there. So the house is a form of myself. As the party continued, it became increasingly overcrowded and violent. Even though everybody seemed to be having a good time, I was being smothered and had a hard time getting out. This could mean there is too much going on in my life and I am trying to escape, all while people are telling me to calm down and relax. As the nightmare continued, I came across a terrible being, which I can only describe as an alien. There are many different types of aliens. The greys are the alien that everybody is familiar with. They look like grey humanoid beings, without a nose, ears, or any sexual organs. They also have large black eyes. These greys are also associated with the Roswell UFO crash in 1947. Another type of alien are the Palladians, which look more human than a traditional alien. They are very white, with white hair and blue eyes. They stand around 7 feet tall. They are also known as Nordic aliens or Nords. Then there are the reptilians, shape-shifting aliens that have established themselves on Earth through many layers of groups and government. They are commonly viewed as the ones in charge of the Illuminati or the dark government that secretly controls the world. The aliens in my dream didn't match any species of alien that I am familiar with. They were purely created by my own mind. With tendril fingers they used to suck the life from unsuspecting victims, and tentacle legs they used to glide across the ground. They were almost like sea monsters. Many people claim to have witnessed a visit from an extraterrestrial being, but this can be explained by a common state during sleep. Sleep paralysis. During sleep paralysis, people are stuck between the dream state and the awake state. Their mind is lucid, but their body is still sleeping. During this time, it is common to see images that you are dreaming about in your awake state in your room. Many people have described a man in a long coat with a fedora or a top hat. This shadow figure stands in the corner or next to the bed. These are called shadow people. So I can see why people are confused when they wake up, frozen in bed, 
standing beside them, especially if they were previously dreaming about aliens. Dreaming of an alien can represent the fear of the unknown. According to the Nightmare Dictionary, if you encounter people from outer space and you feel strange around them, like the strange people throughout the party in my dream, then strange things may start to happen to you in your awake life. Summer was the dream's atmosphere, a hot August night with friends all around the bonfire. Dreaming of summer during winter can be a wish fulfillment that I long for the comfort of summer. It can also be a warning that I am relying on luck when I know that hard work and dedication are the ingredients for success. This is interesting. I have found that I have always been a lucky person. And admittedly, I do sometimes rely on that luck. What is more interesting is that recently I got a tarot card reading that warned me of the same things. To not become lazy and to continue working hard. The tarot card reading, and now this warning from my own subconscious, really is the motivation I need to keep on track. I think it is easy to become lazy. Life can be hard and sometimes it's easier to just relax. But then life passes you by. And before you know it, you are wishing that you did more with the time you had. It might be a good idea to do something alien and try something new, something you wouldn't normally do. Like always, I encourage people to listen to their dreams and subconscious. Your own mind knows you best. This story was written by me, Charlie Conlon. Music was created by Joe Conlon. And sound effects editing was done by Daniel Jaworski. Thank you for listening to this creepy tale. I hope that you found it was out of this world. Rate and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever else you listen to podcasts. Remember, if things get too scary, you can always wake up.